Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Wednesday, November 16th. On this date in 2006, Democrats embraced Nancy Pelosi as the first female House Speaker in history. And here's a little music trivia quiz. On this date in 1960, country singer Patsy Cline recorded the song that would become her first single to reach the top of the country charts. Do you remember which of her songs hit number one first? I'll have that answer coming up. But first, let's get to your Wednesday forecast from the Live 5 First Alert Weather Center. And hey, good Wednesday morning to you. Starting out with some clouds this morning. A little cooler out the door. Temperatures in the 50s, but it'll be slow to warm up as we will see a mostly cloudy sky today. Just a few peaks of sunshine. High temperatures this afternoon, the low to mid 60s will cool down tonight. Still some clouds around overnight. It's going to take until mid morning, I think, tomorrow to get the clouds out of here. Then we're on to sunshine, but chilly temperatures. Highs only in the mid to upper 50s Thursday, Friday morning. Lows Friday and Saturday mornings in the 30s. Then for the weekend, we'll see just a few passing clouds. 57 on Saturday, high around 60 on Sunday. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast from the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Morning Y'all is sponsored by MUSC Health. Join a team that's changing what's possible. MUSC Health is hiring for all locations and various positions, including radiology, path and lab, maintenance, and a number of other professions. Find out more about the competitive pay rates and benefits or review a more comprehensive list of current openings at muschealth.org slash careers. MUSC Health, changing what's possible. And now let's check your morning headlines. The 2022 midterms aren't quite over, but the 2024 presidential campaign has just begun. Yeah, former President Donald Trump announced his third White House bid Tuesday night. CBS's Bradley Blackburn is outside Mar-a-Lago in West Palm Beach with details. Hello, citizens. America's comeback starts right now. Former President Trump made official what he's teased for weeks. In order to make America great and glorious again, I am tonight announcing my candidacy for President of the United States. Speaking at Mar-a-Lago, Trump said the Biden administration is ruining the country's standing in the world. Two years ago, we were a great nation, and soon we will be a great nation again. But after several Trump-backed candidates lost in the midterms, GOP enthusiasm in Washington has diminished. I'll support the Republican nominee, uh, but I don't know that it will be him. Democrats say embracing the Trump wing of the party will only lead to more failures. If you embrace MAGA, you're going to keep losing. You're going to lose more. Former President Trump starts this third campaign with a number of major advantages, a nearly $100 million war chest and a legion of dedicated supporters, many of whom still wrongly believe he won the 2020 election. Trump has the right to be the president for at least another eight years for what's happened to him. One potential challenger is Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Build the wall. Who in 2018 ran for governor on the MAGA platform, but is now on the receiving end of Trump attacks. When you're getting, getting things done, yeah, you take incoming fire. That's just the nature of it. There is still plenty of time for DeSantis or other Republicans to jump in the race with more than 700 days until the 2024 presidential election. Bradley Blackburn, CBS News, West Palm Beach, Florida. 
Trump may be hoping his candidacy complicates the investigations into him and his business dealings. Most notably, the Department of Justice's probe into his handling of classified documents at Mar-a-Lago. And with this announcement, the Republican National Committee will now no longer pay his legal bills. The Colleton County Sheriff's Office is asking for help locating two people believed to be a witness to a murder. Police are looking for two men, Quantez Glover and Maurice Moultrie, who you see here. Officials say that on Sunday, November 13th, the two men brought a 16-year-old gunshot victim to a local hospital where he later died. Along with the two men, deputies say they're also looking for a burgundy Ford truck with the license plate number VAY240. They believe the truck might contain evidence in the case. If you have any information, please call the Colleton County Sheriff's Office. Well, the Charleston County Sheriff's Office is asking for help solving a 12-year-old cold case. November 15th of 2010, 27-year-old Rasha Porter was shot and killed after Someone entered his home in Ravenel on Branton Road. Deputies have questioned several people but have not made any arrests. If you have any information, you're urged to contact the Sheriff's Department. Charleston County deputies say a man is facing charges in connection to a domestic incident at a West Ashley gas station. Matthew Murray is facing several charges, including kidnapping and third-degree assault. Deputies say the incident happened at the Speedway gas station on Savannah Highway just before 5 p.m. Monday. According to the sheriff's office, Murray pushed a woman. Then when she tried to run away, he shoved her back into a vehicle. They also say a man who witnessed the altercation tried to help the victim, but was hit in the face by Murray. Murray's bond has been set for $150,000. In the first meeting with newly elected board members, the Berkeley County School District makes some major leadership changes. Yeah, the board fired Superintendent Dr. Dion Jackson and officially named a replacement. The board voted to fire Jackson in a 6-3 to three vote and voted to hire Dr. Anthony Dixon, and who as of last night had been serving as the interim chief of schools for the Charleston County School District. Anna Harris has the details. To say the tensions were high in this board meeting is an absolute understatement. Just in the first few minutes, the board decided in a 6-2 vote to remove David Barrow as the board chair and replace him with Mac McQuillan. From then, a lot of big changes were made. The board voted to fire Dr. Dion Jackson over a 6-3 vote. It is unbelievable that on the first night of a new board that such things would come up. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. We have another motion. Have Mr. Another Chairman, motion. I, I, make, I make a motion to name wait, 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 Anthony wait. Dixon. Yvonne Bradley, Dr. Crystal Wigfall, and David Barrow voted against his termination. The board voted 6-1 to one to have Dr. Anthony Dixon to serve in this role. Two votes are missing because Wigfall and Bradley had left the room after Jackson walked out. You might recognize Dixon's name because the Charleston County School District had named him to serve as the chief of schools back in August. Former Superintendent Jackson was hired officially for the role on July 1st, 2021. He was not a stranger to the district, having previously served as chief administration officer for pupil services, among years of other roles with the district. Jackson's employment contract stated he would receive a base salary of $215,000 and would be eligible for an annual bonus. 
Dixon had served for the Berkeley County School District for the previous two years as Chief of Academics and Innovation and Chief of Secondary Schools. He was also Interim Superintendent in 2017. Kirsten Tanner, former BCSD board member, says she is concerned for the next 48 hours. It would not shock me if there was a mass exodus of teachers. It would not shock me. Y'all, they were happy. They were content in doing the work that they do for Mr. Dion Jackson. They were, they were very happy people. I asked several board members for an interview after the meeting was over and they all declined. I also contacted Dr. Dion Jackson over the phone after he left tonight's meeting and I have yet to receive a response. In Monk's Corner, Anna Harris, Sly 5 News. Well, the board also voted to fire the district's legal counsel, Tiffany Richardson, just before moving to Jackson's termination. According to his contract, Jackson has 10 days within receiving notice of his termination to challenge that motion. No word on if or when he'll be doing that. Some controversial topics, including critical race theory and who will deem what's appropriate and inappropriate in the district's libraries, were also voted on last night. The board unanimously voted to direct finance staff to submit a property tax decrease proposal to the school board following the passing of the county's one cent sales tax for schools this month. Trustees also voted to ban teaching critical race theory in all schools, which is not currently taught, as well as establish a committee made up of librarians, teachers and mental health counselors to evaluate what is deemed appropriate and inappropriate in the district's libraries. You can find all the details of last night's meeting on our website at live5news.com. In Charleston County, weapon detectors will be coming to high schools in an effort to keep the halls safe after the Uvalde school shooting. The CCSD Board of Trustees authorized the district to purchase weapons detectors for all high schools. District officials say they'll be working with schools the next few weeks and months to determine the best way to deploy those devices. What makes them different from a traditional metal detector is that they are intended to specifically detect weapons, primarily guns, and they're a lot quicker and more efficient to operate, they say. The International African American Museum continues to make progress towards its goal of opening its doors to the community at the end of January. Today, the presiding bishop of the Episcopal Church will be in town for a pre-opening worship service and sacred blessing of the ground. So excited for it to open. Our Molly McBride joining us with details about both services and how you can get involved. Molly? I spoke to Tanya Matthews, the president and CEO of the museum, who tells me that today Bishop Curry will lead both a worship service, which will be open to the public, and a private blessing of the water and sacred ground. Matthews says the blessing of the grounds is meant to reclaim the site of Gadsden's Wharf, an Atlantic passage through which thousands of enslaved Africans entered the harbor. She says during the blessing, they will walk the grounds, pray and have a moment of quiet, not only with the trauma, but with the resilience and love that had to come out of the space to get them where they are today. This is our history. It may be tough history. It may be challenging history, but it's also good and victorious history. And it's our story. Uh, this, uh, these stories we tell are international and national, but so many of them are rooted right here in the low country, right here in South Carolina. And we deserve to tell our own story. The public worship service will be held at Mount Moriah Baptist Church in North Charleston starting at 6 p.m. Matthew says Bishop Curry will lead the worship service and offer a message of hope and words of inspiration to people of all backgrounds and beliefs in the low country and beyond. 
She encourages the community to come out and join them in worship and celebration. For a link to sign up or more information about the International African American Museum, you can head over to live5news.com and click on this web story. Reporting live in downtown Charleston, I'm Molly McBride, Live 5 News. Thanks so much, Molly. Well, the International African American Museum broke ground in 2020. After 20 years of planning, the museum has been built from the ground up, costing nearly $100 million. Need a job? Well, we know where you can find one. Be ready to take down some phone numbers and other details. Here's Ann McGill to tell us about the companies that have openings right now. Three hiring events today with dozens of employers looking to fill positions. Plus, holiday jobs to put a little extra jingle in your pocket. I'm Ann McGill. Here's a look at some of the companies that are now hiring. The people who supervise the red kettles for the Salvation Army during the holiday season get paid. That's right. You could make $11 an hour to ring that bell and collect donations from the public. To apply, stop by the office 9 a.m. to noon or 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Friday. The address is 1551 Remount Road in North Charleston. You may also call the number right here on your screen. 843-747-5271 to get more information. You get another chance today to apply for a job with the Transportation Security Administration or TSA. Starting pay, $17.75 per hour. The TSA recruiting event, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. today at the Hilton Garden Inn right there at Tanger Outlets. You'll find a link to register on my page. The Macy's Staffing Solutions Agency is opening a new location in North Charleston with a job Fair. The time, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at 7800 Rivers Avenue. Jobs include firearm assembly, forklift driver, clamp operators, production assembly, and others. Now, if you can't make the hiring event today, you may also apply online at macesjobs.com or call the number right here on your screen, 843-501-0247 for more information. In honor of Veterans Day, there's a job fair for vets and their families and the community is also invited. That event runs today, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. at Trident Tech Dorchester Campus in Somerville. That's on Dorchester Road, right near Latson Road. Employers include FedEx Ground, Joint Base Charleston, Charleston and Dorchester County governments, Volvo, Walden Security, the Walmart Distribution Center, and others. Now, you'll find all of this information along with other job opportunities by following my Facebook fan page at Ann McGill Live 5 News. And if you want to get the word out about jobs at your place of employment, just send an email to amcgill at live5news.com. Put now hiring in that subject line, and I'll be glad to share your job openings right here on air. Well, many South Carolina taxpayers will soon be getting up to $800 back from the state. Check your bank accounts and your mailboxes because these rebates started going out this week. Now, the South Carolina Department of Revenue says in the first wave they anticipate sending out about 1.36 million rebates. So you might be asking, why are so many South Carolinians getting the money? Well, earlier this year, state lawmakers passed a massive $2 billion tax cut and rebate legislation. About half of it's going to these rebates and the other half is going toward tax cuts. You can track your rebate status and find out when that check is in the mail or set to hit your bank account through the South Carolina Department of Revenue's website. We do have a link at live5news.com under the big red box.
At the top of the show, I mentioned country singer Patsy Cline, who recorded the song that will become her first single to top the country billboard chart. That song was I Fall to Pieces. Celebrating birthdays today, actress Lisa Bonet is 55. Actress Martha Plimpton is 52. And both Olympic gold medal figure skater Oksana Bayul and actress Maggie Gyllenhaal turn 45 today. Thanks for joining us for Morning Y'all from Live 5 News. I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Morning Y'all. Produced every weekday morning and sponsored by MUSC Health. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or listen anytime at live5news.com slash podcasts. And download the free Live 5 News app for your mobile device for the latest local news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.